Hey, everybody. We are sitting down today with Austin Jardine. And he's actually sitting here while I'm doing an intro, which is always awkward for me. <laughs> I can look longingly into your eyes while you do it. We can, it we can make it weird. I'll make it uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm really good at that. I'm down with making shit weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess I'm going to take a page out of your book, how you do it on your podcast. Let's hear it. Tell everybody, give everybody a little introduction of who you are. Oh, man. Okay, so my name is Austin Jardine. I am uh, born and bred in uh, kind of the Treasure Valley of Idaho. So that's like the Nampa, Boise area. And uh, I run a podcast called The Vanguard Project. I actually had these guys on a couple, couple actually it was like a month ago. And uh, it was really fun getting a chat. But, you know, I've grown up not really in the outdoor industry at all. I didn't really grow up shooting or hunting or camping. I mean, occasionally going out to my grandparents' property up in, you know, McCall or Cascade and couple years ago got really big into uh the shooting industry got super excited about um uspsa so my parents took us out to a pistol course and i almost didn't go like i was working at best buy i was in the geek squad fixing computers and shit and one of my coworkers was like dude you gotta do it like free shooting there's no reason not to so i was like ah, fine so i went and i shot and i fell in love with it and i have like a super addictive personality where like i find something and i'm like dude i gotta i gotta learn how to do whatever and so like i obsessed over pistols like i just fell in love with like calibers and different cartridges and you know different actions and how to get into it and whatever right like kind of just full-on nerding out before i even like went and fucking shot after that it's so funny and uh, so i like my dad ended up letting me borrow some of his pistols and i was starting to do the uspsa stuff which is like the practical shooting and, you know, I turned 21 because I was like a freshman in college. I turned 21, bought my first pistol. And uh, I was, it was so funny because I was living at my parents' house like my sophomore year of college. And I was like doing all my dry fire drills. Like I would do a homework problem and then I would go over and I'd like snap up against the wall and like dry fire, practice my reloads. And then I'd go back and then I'd do it again. And I'd do another math problem and then I'd move on. And then when I transferred to uh, Boise State because I was going to school for computer science, graphic design, wanted to be a youth pastor, like super random stuff. I moved <laughs> I moved to Boise State and started studying economics and Chinese, and I found out that there was a, a shooting team at Boise State, and I was like, well, like, let's see if I can't figure out like how to get connected with these guys. So I messaged them, and I'm like, hey, I'm super interested, and the guys were like, cool, we're all graduating, fucking it's yours, do whatever you want, and I was like, <laughs> I don't even know how to do any of these things, you know? And so it was all trap shooting for the most part. Like, I didn't know this, but there is big money in trap shooting. Like, when you go compete in a trap event, like, you can walk away with a huge purse. And uh, so it was really neat because the team, before I'd shown up, had won a grant through Friends of the NRA. And they got, like, $10,000 just for trap shooting that they bought like flats on flats on flats of shotgun shells for. Wow. And so I inherited, you know, whatever they had left and it was really in a hard time because during that time there was a lot of like school shootings going on and it was very like heated. So when it came to guns in schools, it was very difficult to navigate. So I got pretty good at kind of being political on that aspect as far as like managing kind of expectations. And like, at one point I was like friends with the ATF guy. Cause we had kids from, you know, California traveling into Idaho that wanted to compete and shoot. It's like, Hey, well, how do we transfer firearms? How do we store them? How do we purchase ammunition on, um, you know, the funds that we got from competing, but the school technically owns. So it was like super weird. That was super difficult. And uh, I was super polished and we ended up bringing on a coach 
who is now like my best friend, but I fucking hated him when he first came on. Like he was fresh out of the Marine Corps. So like I was super polished and he was super rough and we never saw eye to eye. It was the funniest thing because he had shot for like Team USA, just an awesome guy, really good coach, made you stop thinking to pull the trigger, right? Because, you know, shotgun shooting is all reactionary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he kind of helped rough me down a little bit and I polished him up over time so that we ended up becoming really good friends. And when I graduated, he was the one who was like, dude, go get a bolt gun. You got to shoot like scoped rifle, long range stuff. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I, why, why do I want to do that? And everything kind of matched up. And I was like, well, you know what? Fine, I'll, I'll go buy whatever. I didn't know anything about rifles and long range shooting. And then I got naturally re-obsessed with long guns. And so I started studying scope theory, ballistics. I was definitely like, I know you do your astrophysics stuff, so you could probably relate. But like, I seriously, I would sit down on a Sunday morning and I would like math out what the ballistics would be for a given caliber so that when I went out to the range, it was like I had mathed everything out so I knew how to hold, like air quotes, new, because I didn't fucking know anything. Right. Yeah. And then ended up learning that they've got ballistic calculators and stuff and, you know, actually can slowly start to hit stuff. But really, that was kind of like what triggered a lot of what happened next as far as getting involved with like more companies in the outdoor industries. Like I started working with Everly Stock. You know, they reached out to me because I was taking pictures. You know, I didn't really have any expectation. Taking pictures and tagging them on Instagram. Like, yeah, I'm out at the range. Got my cool little bag that I spent, you know, a lot of money on and my rifle. And yeah, I think I'm cool. And uh, so they reached out and they're like, hey, you know, you're in the valley. You're taking pictures. We don't really have anybody in the long range community. Why don't you come out like the competition side? Why don't you come out and we'll get you set up as an, as an ambassador? And I was like, cool. Like, I need expectations. I don't really know. I don't know what that means. And so that was really the start of the relationship with them. And over time, you know, they've kind of helped build me up in a couple different ways as far as taking pictures and getting connected and understanding how to like build a brand more or less. Cause like the podcast was really for me, the catalyst, because like I'd met a lot of people through like through them really, um, that I just didn't know how to relate to. Like, I don't know how to talk to anybody. It was like, hey, I'm literally some kid from Idaho that like shoots guns and is barely good at it, you know? <laughs> right. And, uh, and so they're like, Hey, why don't you, you know, they, they brought me up to their out there event and I met a lot of people really big time, like hunters and stuff. And I just didn't like, I was like, this is really cool. Like I could teach you how to shoot a gun maybe. And like, I can show you how to run a bolt fast and give you like some pretty decent fundamentals. But, uh, during the COVID year, I started doing like the archery and, um, I went hunting for my first time last year. Like my uncle took me when I was like 10, but you know, I was like that sniveling little 10 year old that didn't even want to be there. Right. And, uh, so then started doing, uh, more photography stuff. And that's when I was like, okay, like I want to. I want to start actually like having meaningful relationships because that's where I feel like I'm, I'm missing out is I've met people, but I'm not fucking doing anything with it. Like I'm, this is literally the biggest missed opportunity. And so that's where the podcast started is I just wanted to talk to people. I wanted to get their stories and like, I love understanding the struggles people go through to, to figure out like if somebody wants to do what that person is doing, how they can relate and move forward. So that's really what the podcast is. It's like a super long winded answer to your question, but there's a lot, you know, I just, I, seriously, everything just kind of snowballs. Well, like, yeah. um, like you said, the like meaningful relationships thing, and we're we're finding that too with this because I, I think I've said this. I don't know if I said this on your your podcast when we were on, but I've always had a lot of acquaintances, not a lot of friends. Yeah, and there was back when I was younger, I had too many friends, and they were the wrong ones. Um, 
And then as I got a little older and learned some lessons the hard way, usually it was like, okay, I don't need that many friends. Yeah. I, that's just more baggage and it's going to slow me down. So I have a pretty tight circle of like close friends, like Kevin, it's Kevin, my brother-in-law and then my family. Like that's pretty much it. But through doing our podcast, we've met some people that it's like, okay, maybe I do need more friends, just the right friends. Yeah. Cause a lot of these guys who we're talking to and you're talking to, we've had a lot of the same guests on. Mm-hmm. They're successful, good people, just like genuinely good people. And it's like, okay, maybe I do want to hang out with those guys more. Maybe I will bring them in. And we have, there's been a couple people I've gotten closer than I've gotten to with people in a long time. Sure. And Kevin's very, so like Kevin, he's, I wouldn't say he's not social because he always says he's not social or he's, but once he gets talking to somebody, he's usually really good with them. But right. you be, him up. You become more open. Yeah. Open to people since we've done this podcast as well. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just practice. Everything's practice. You know, just like, uh, you know, teaching CrossFit to a class of people, you know, you, you have too much of a, I had too much of a military mindset, military mindset going into it. And I had to transition to being someone who is very well-rounded and, I had a different perspective, you know. So everything you do is just about practice. You know, you can't say your one thing unless you're practicing it. You know what I mean? Everything's practice. Um, you know, just, yeah. It's Well, and like, talk, we were talking before we started recording about like some of the people we're meeting. Yeah. And you guys listening, Austin here has, if you haven't checked out his podcast, check it out. He's had some of the same guests we've had and then some guys we've never talked to. Yeah. But we've had some similar people on and we were talking about this before how it's weird because... Like, if you're like me, it's like, man, this guy's so much better than I am. And, <laughs> and they've accomplished so much more. Yeah. And it's like, I was really nervous in the beginning. Like, especially like when we had Evan Hafer on, I was really nervous because I followed that company forever. Yeah. Yeah. And then he turned out to be a normal, really nice, personable guy. And everybody else we've had on has been the same way. We were talking about John Moss from Mountain Primal. Yeah. Same way. Really cool dude. Sits down, bullshits with you. I still, we text each other and it's like, he's just a dude. Yeah success there's a reason those guys are successful is because they're they're not assholes no they're just dudes but they like they do what they say right like they fucking put their heads down they make it happen sure. which yeah. is which is super cool because like when i was talking to, to john you know i was listening to him i'm like like i have so much i could learn from this guy mm-hmm. like seriously if i didn't have like you know something going on for the rest of the year like i'd be flying over there and you know because it's like you could learn hard work and values and identifying yourself and really getting down to the Mm -hmm. nitty-gritty of like what makes you tick and it's just it's super cool because everybody that i've talked to like i haven't run across somebody where i'm like i don't ever want to talk to them again yeah like all of them you're like there's not enough time in life Mm -hmm. to spend with some of these people we've had guys on too that I thought we're going to be almost like too polarizing if, if that's the right way to put it. Like I was thinking this guy might because of the industry they're in or whatever. Yeah. Like we had one guy on, he's in the gun industry, hardcore and he's pretty political when it comes to guns, but that's cause that's his living. And somebody from the outside looking in would be like, Oh, this guy's like a radical right wing. Not at all. Really cool guy. He was, he's still, I still talk to him. It's his name is Mike from sons of Liberty Gunworks. Cool fucking dude. <laughs> and he's, I was expecting something different, and that was just like me judging before before it Dude, happened. One of my favorite things was when I read his little rant on the the weapon they use for the Tomorrow War. Mm-hmm. 
God. <laughs> have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Watch the movie. <laughs> I watched the movie after after he made that post. Like, this is hilarious. Like, is that the one where he's breaking down like breaking down all, all the, the wrong shit about like, the gun? Oh, you want to use a long you long you want to use a longer <laughs> so barrel for that. my higher muzzle velocity because of their thick skin. Yeah. No, no. let's go for the seven inch barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to be able to see really far away, so we're gonna put a twenty four power scope on it. You're like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Yeah. Well, and that's oh. another thing too. Like, when it comes to like the gun industry and shit, I am not well versed in any of that. I grew up around guns, but it was like hunting rifles and shit like that. And we've had guys on. Kevin's a little more versed in guns than I am, a lot more versed in it. But that's the other thing is like going into to these podcasts with some people i'm like well, i'm not gonna know what to talk about with it but then it doesn't go that way no it's and most of these guys they i want to learn something and they'll they want to teach you they want to tell you how to do things and how things yeah. really work and yeah, that, yeah and anything you want to be well versed in that comes back down to what i said earlier it's about practice what are you practicing yeah and are you a student it's the same thing it's two different perspectives but you know are you a student or are you practicing something yeah. just like you know when i graduate am i gonna remember how to do computational physics at a fucking high level no but i took it like i don't remember shit yeah you know i'm this it's called school it's called education but it's really not mm-hmm. because you're not practicing right you're doing it for a little bit stopping moving on to something else then you're going to like rocket equations whatever you're not practicing you're not a real student you know so anything you want to be proficient at just be a student in it mm-hmm. to the point where when you do learn something on book, you're applying it immediately. That's why I got so good at teaching in the, the CrossFit industry is like anything I, I was applying from like, you know, textbooks, I'd go practice with someone, someone the next day, mm-hmm. you know, like, or flying out like, what was it for? Like, like the specific rounds were different, right? If I think it's for a 300 wind mag, you're ideally going to have like a four mil hole at 610 meters. Go apply that. How does that apply to me? Well, like for me, it's just slightly less, right? So you have to yeah. go, you can't just say like, Oh, I know this. I know that. I know the ballistics. It's like, well, do we get out and do we shoot? Do we practice that and see how it works and take notes, yeah. right? Well, it's funny you say that because, like, I haven't shot long range in a while, right? Like, I think because for, for a little while, like, I got out of it because I ended up being more content-focused. So I got really good at taking pictures and which then deteriorated in skill for, for shooting, yeah. right? And it's funny because it's like, okay, to your point, if I'm not out there practicing it, like, it goes away. And and everything that I did doesn't necessarily not matter, but it, but it becomes so much less immediately usable right yeah so i i'd I'd say when you take a when you take dips off of training like that it's really it's okay because you're taking two steps forward maybe one step back but you'll never digress beyond where you were at like a base level yeah you'll always have something to draw on it's like a muscle memory type thing yeah thinking about like what you're talking about like not necessarily knowing a lot about the gun industry Mm -hmm. right i think that that's that's what's so fun about talking to the people that we've been been able to engage with is that going in with kind of that air of ignorance right being like and and admitting it admitting it right and being Mm -hmm. like hey i don't i don't know what you're talking about you know i've gone in like i've talked to like Jana waller right so she is just a phenomenal human being big time hunter and she'll just go off about some of the hunts that she's done right and i can we didn't go down like tactics and stuff like that but it's like that's something that i want to learn mm-hmm. i'm super ignorant to right now yeah. you know like last year was the first time i'd really relatively sort of maybe kind of attempted to go hunting mm-hmm. and you know it's one of those things it's like it's really fun because those types of people when you sit down you're like hey dude teach me about it like i i don't really know could you spend an hour with me and just walk me through it and they'll be like oh my god mm-hmm. oh my god grab a notebook hit record well because most times those people if they enjoy it that much they want other people to enjoy it too so they can well, yeah. show them how and i'm the same because like i grew up hunting and then i haven't hunted and 
it's been eight, nine years. And with a successful hunt, it's been more than that. Right. Yeah. And I've, after talking to some of the people we've had on and stuff, it's like, man, I want to get back into that. I miss it. And Kevin actually has never hunted. And he is as good as he is with guns and shit. He's never hunted. So he, he did hunter's ed, all that. We're ready to go. And then someone reached out and offered us a place to go, private property. Nice. It's like, fuck yeah. Except I think it was our last episode. I, I talked about that. We were going to go do that hunt. Tag sold out before we got him. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. It was a limited amount. It was a, oh, it was yeah. a cow elk hunt. Sure. And I was, I was like for a first hunt pretty, cause it feels like I'm a brand new hunter again anyways. And yeah. it's his first. I'm like, that's going to be awesome. It's not going to be easy by any means, but it will be a little more accessible because it's a limited number of yep. tags, private property, all this stuff, and then the tags fucking sold out. I guess there's a second chance drawing next month we're yeah. going to try. Yep. And if not, we're still going to deer hunt over in that area? Yeah, I did. Uh, I drew one tag. So I put in for two tags this year. I put in one for, um, I think I did cow elk and then either sex deer. And mm-hmm. I drew the either, either sex deer tag, which I think is early... October. Yeah, I think that would be. Yeah. So I'm super excited because my buddy, who was the one who was like, hey, here's the two tags you need to go put in for. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, there's such a good chance that you'll be able to get a doe. Well, so at least get, when, when you're new, that matters a lot. Yeah. Like, because there is a lot to hunting when it comes to tactics and stuff like that. that Dude. Yeah. It's, it's for a guy who hasn't really done it. It's, it's nice to go with somebody who knows what they're doing. So I went out last weekend. So my buddy, one of my other buddies that drew, he drew two tags and he drew, you know, a deer and an elk tag. And so we were out scouting for him last weekend and uh, we were up sitting on this ridge and I talked about it a little bit in my, my madman episode on Friday, but he was like, okay, he's a big archery hunter. Right. And like, I've gotten into archery kind of more of the target shooting stuff and 3d range. And he was like, okay, hey, pretend there's a buck sitting like midline over on that hill. How are you going to stock up on it? And I was like, oh, I'll just fucking walk around, sneak up behind it. No big deal. And he was like, <laughs> so close, but totally wrong. And he like described to me like this crazy, like two mile long path that he would take that would like follow veg lines and, you know, sneaking up behind it, depending on the direction it's feeding. And I was like, I never would have thought about that, you know, mm-hmm. like with my rifle, like I would have just set up a bipod laid down and it's only like 180 yards. Like don't Mm -hmm. even fucking think just shoot, you know, different with a bow, (laughs) dude. So different. And I was like, I never would have thought about this thing. Like, I'm curious to see how it's actually practiced. Cause Mm -hmm. I've watched YouTube videos of like the hushing guys or whatever. And they put on like four hour stocks. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, I can't focus for that long. (laughs) I've never bow hunted either. And I've, I've shot a bow a couple times and that's it's another, a hoot, dude. Oh, dude, I, I want to get, it's expensive to get into, but we're going to the TAC event and I'm just interested to go watch these people who are some of the best in the world yeah. go to these things and watch them do their thing, maybe learn a thing or two just by talking to them. Yeah. I mean, if I had 1200 bucks, I'd like to just go get a bow, just something basic and fucking walk in there. And well, 1200 bucks isn't basic for a bow. 1200 bucks is basic for a rifle, but like my bow, the one that I'm taking this weekend, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, without any upgrades or anything, because I put on a few extra things. You could go down to Cabell's and get one for three fifty. Really, it's tuned, draw weights, everything ready to go. They'll get you. They'll get you set up at fifteen yards, mm-hmm. and then you can go out like um, there's the range out at the military reserve, mm-hmm. and then there's one up on up above Lucky Peak. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go get it sighted in out to sixty, and then for those tack events, you know they've got like <clears throat> beginner, beginner plus you know, intermediate all the way up to like, you're fucking crazy <laughs> distance shoots. Um, that might be a goal we set for like next year. I could do it by then do attack event. Yeah, I, get, I, I get good at shit fast. I, w- I yeah. would, like, I, know that's I, got how I, I got two weeks. <laughs> I would like to, 
then I think after we go to TAC and we see these guys with their nice bows and they know what they're doing and we talk to some of these guys, that's going to, because I'm the type, like, I get motivated by other people. Yeah. And some people think that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Because it's like, why don't you just get motivated yourself and do it? Well, because I don't fucking operate that way. Yeah. I need, once I see somebody else doing it, I'm like, that looks like fun. I'm in. Oh, I want to do it. I, I like, if I see somebody that, that does it, I'm like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and then it's like, next thing you know, it's like, I spent more money than I should have yeah. doing something retarded. And you're mm-hmm. like, like, well, there goes my gas money for a month. Yeah. Well, but no, dude, like you were saying, I really like the idea of, but I mean, I, 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 so I did used to have a bow and I, shot like on post in alaska i was still in the army but it wasn't a whole lot right but i did some i still like the idea of it because i'm not spending a dollar around that i'm you know expending really quickly in the switching this economy it's probably you know. cheaper in the long run of things than yeah. Yeah. no yeah 100 yeah. like, and you can just go out in your backyard and just do what you need to do dude i do it in my front yard it's so funny i'll stand out in the middle of my cul-de-sac <laughs> and i'll shoot into the garage because that's where i've got my target my neighbors come out and they'll like bs with me like my neighbor's niece came over. She was like, or him, or her niece, and like sister in law came over, and we're just hanging out while I was shooting into the garage. It's so funny because mm-hmm. like people, people just think it's cool. You know, a lot of people have seen archers, mm-hmm. and they don't really like. They've never gotten close to compound bows. You're just like, here you go. Yeah. You know, just don't. I mean, you can't pull it back. Cause it's seventy pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just don't drop it. You yeah. Know? I think. I think yeah. after. We go to TAC, and you're going to the TAC event next weekend. Like being around, I mean, you're you're participating in it, yeah. I am. Yeah. See, we're just we're gonna go watch, uh, just hang out with the guys. I think we're I think we're recording uh, at least one or two podcasts yeah. while we're there. Yeah. That's but, another thing. Like I've never been. It's a snowbird. I've never. I don't even know what it looks like other than what I've seen online. Yeah. So it's like going into the unknown, which a hundred percent makes me uncomfortable, but also makes me excited. Yeah. But it'll be so nice because you'll at least have a couple people to like go reach out yes. to and be like, hey, like. I need five minutes. Tell me where I should go. Yeah. You know, whatever. And then I'm willing to bet that people like that be like, "Oh, we're going to lunch. Come hang out." Yeah. You know. Well, and and yeah. uh, now because when I had talked on the phone, I was talking to Tear about it. I told me, "Yeah, we're just going to stay for the day, and we're leaving that night." Then yesterday, we decided we're going to stay the night. Yeah. We're just going to get a hotel in Salt Lake because it's close. Yeah. We're sleeping in tents on my truck. Yeah, he, he has. His... I was going to take my redneck Ritz, mm-hmm. but then I was like, "Hey, like, because I'm going to Park City and." You know, with some of these resort places, like I'm like, I don't know if I could just find a place to pull. That's over. exactly we were talking about. Same I was thing. like, I don't want to get somebody to get call the cops on me yeah. and like get all you know pissed off. Right. And I'm fucking. I'm just gonna have my maps pulled up, <clears throat> like have a map pulled up. Like, because if go you go public land somewhere, right? Is is I mean, you can literally, you know, there's lots of places like that. Like if you see a campground, like somewhere around Donnelly or something, right, by Tamarack, you can find shit that's just off of those campgrounds, like a few hundred meters away. Yeah. And park your park your ass there, or go up to the mountain a little bit and park up there. Yeah, I was looking because I was gonna do the same thing, right? Like, because I've got everything. Like, I would have just, I would have been fine, right? It's like camping; it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I tried to find campgrounds around there, but next weekend in Park City, they've got the tack event. They had like I I even emailed like some RV place to see if I can park there and like oh we've got a couple other like ball tournaments going on so <laughs> we're packed and I'm like and then I looked at all the campgrounds and everything was packed yeah. so I'm like literally I got like the last hostel room possible and I'm like yeah. and is, is that close to Park City where yeah you yeah it's a, yeah it's I think it's like 15 minutes from how, how far is Park City from Salt Lake uh it was like. 25, I think it, 25 minutes was it 30 minutes yeah I, I don't know I've never been to Park City less than an hour less yeah. than an hour because I, I know Snowbird I so 
I knew Snowbird's a ski resort, and for some reason I'm thinking that's really fun. It's a 15 minute drive to Salt Lake. Yeah, from yeah. Snowbird. Well, it's funny you say that because like I don't know geography, like Utah geography at yeah. all. Yeah. And so last night I was talking to one of the other guys that's going to be down there, and we're going to you know link up. And he was like, he was like, hey, are you going to uh, the Fieldcraft event? And I was like, um, not to my knowledge. Like I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, he sent me a link, and he's like, oh, it's in Heber City. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, like, I was like, hey, well, that day is the same day that I, I'm shooting, right? And I'm, my knock time's at noon. This event's at 6. And I'm thinking Heber City's, like, on the way back home, yeah, yeah. right? And so I was like, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know if I should commit to this yet. So, like, I pull it up on the map. No, it's, like, 15 minutes down yeah. the road. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, it's the same. I don't, I don't know the geography there either. And seeing that Salt Lake City is literally 15-minute drive from Snowbird, yeah. we're, we're just going to get yeah, a hotel. Heber City, same thing. Like, yeah, Heber City's close, because Hopefully, we're going there soon. I I, I want to talk to Mike Glover. That's yeah. dude. I want, I want to go shoot with him. I just like one of was the Phil Cross arrival. Well, I told Kevin, I'm like, I don't even care if it's on the podcast. I just want to sit down and talk to the guy. Yeah, because I fucking love that dude. Well, they're teaching. So the 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 lecture that I'm going to is like a Western big game hunt like master class. I think is what it was called. Like oh, I, I didn't class. really okay. I didn't really know. I don't even know what that is. Like literally, this happened last night, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, well, there's a hundred dollar credit card charge. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with it later. Um, but it's it's like him. A couple of the Eastman's Hunting Journal guys mm-hmm. uh, that are talking about like tactics and what happens when shit goes wrong and how to like kind of prepare for big game hunts. And I'm like, it's all stuff I'm interested mm-hmm. in, stuff that I don't know anything about. It's you know, I'm gonna go be a noob. It's yeah, be great. That, that's fun sometimes. Yeah. But no, he's a dude I want to talk to. And we have I have one connection who's tr- gonna try and connect me with him. I'm like, I hope so. Yeah, because I you know you, I'm sure you've reached out to a lot of people online. Usually they'll hit you back, but sometimes they don't even see it. Nope. And he's one of those guys who I don't think probably ever even sees it. Yeah. So it's like, man, you almost have to know somebody to get in with some of these people. And or he's like, we use cracker ass crackers. <laughs> right. <fucking> well, and <laughs> just the cool thing about us meeting the people we're meeting is they connect you to more people, as you've yeah. probably experienced, and it's it's just a cool experience. And then watching you, because when did you start your podcast? First mm, of May. Yeah. I, so I, what? So we started September. I mean, and you're 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 rolling smoke now like i'm watching you you're you're growing a little bit and <laughs> stuff trying. like that yeah and, and we're on it's almost like our both of our podcasts are on the same path like mm-hmm. we're, and we we do have similar guests we have similar styles yeah it's super but, cool because like i don't necessarily feel like we compete per no se, not at all because the things that we talk about like listening to your guys it's like your conversation with bert last week mm-hmm. it was last week right uh or two weeks week ago before, yeah, yeah weeks. i listened to it right and yeah. i'm like hey they're talking just about like just chill conversations mm-hmm. right whereas like i almost feel like i'm kind of grilling somebody yeah. not not like in a bad way but like hey like get me into your head like i want to know what you're thinking yeah why you struggled with you, whatever. yours is more a little more yeah. interview style yeah and ours is more casual conversation depending on the guest there has been a couple where it's like okay we need to like ask this person questions yep. but it's the i don't think it's competition either i think we talked about that when roger was on i i would think i brought you up I'm like it's not competition we're both idaho guys who have similar podcasts why not fucking help each other? Yeah. And we can connect each other with people and it's the whole competition thing is stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, might as well, like why, why fuck around when you just have an orgy, you know? <laughs> what what <laughs> like, Kevin said. Isn't that the same thing? Yeah. But no, like even like on Instagram, like I'll share something of your podcast. Oh yeah. You'll share something of someone else's podcast. And it's like, why not fucking help people? Cause I think the more you help people, the more successful you're going to be yeah. anyways. Well, like I, uh, so 
What's today, Sunday? Yeah. So on Friday night, I sat down with uh, Bobby from the Mountainside podcast. Okay, yeah. And he was asking me some questions about, like, uh, conservation. And I was like, dude, I'm so new to the hunting world that, like, I, I don't really have a formulated opinion around, like, like the wolf population. He was asking me specifically about, you know, wolf population, mm-hmm. how I feel about culling wolves and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what, dude, like I know at least one or two other people that are super familiar. Let me, let me reach out to them because like, not only will they, do they have a significant like following, mm-hmm. but they are so much more well-versed. Like mm-hmm. you can ask me these questions and I'll be straight up and be like, I don't fucking know right now. Give me a month. You know, like I'll go learn as much as I can, but I mean, give me a couple days, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like not, it's a non-competition thing, right? Like no. I'll help you out. And you know, just by the fact of like being on your guys's podcast, I'm sure helps me mm-hmm. helps you it helps cause everybody. it gives you get content. Yeah. It helps, <laughs> right? helps everybody involved. And that's the thing. Like I, I, cause there is some other podcasts that are similar to our two podcasts out there. And it's almost like I can see they're looking at shit like a competition. Yeah. Cause there was a bunch of them that fired up right around the time we all fired it up. And I think it's because of COVID and it's all the, all the same reasons people started shit this last year. But I've watched a couple of these and it's like, they're not going to share shit from anybody else. Yeah. But then I watch them and they're not as successful as either of our podcasts, but we share stuff from other people. Why not? Why not fucking raise everybody up? And that's the same thing. Some of these guys we've had on have done for us and for you, Yeah. they help raise you up and it's, they're probably yeah. not getting much out of it, but yeah. well, we, what, our dynamic is kind of good. in the fact that, we just have, like you said, we just have conversations with people mm-hmm. and we just get philosophical about it. You know, like <laughs> we get super philosophical and then they also think it's a deep conversation, but really what you're finding out is who the person really is. And then it's beneficial because then that's like, wow, if you own a business, maybe I want to buy something from mm-hmm. you right. because I see you're a good fucking guy. I'm, you're just not, I'm not some number. You're a good person. Mm-hmm. And so it makes, I think it's good for everybody just to have those simple conversations too. And then try to have some bullet points of like, okay, we really want to talk about how you started this or that, mm-hmm. you know. Well, in, in um, turn, like people that have these businesses, then there's people that listen to our podcast or his podcast or whoever's, and these people come on, and like you said, they hear about them, like, oh, I want to, I want to support this bit. And we've had people that listen to our podcast that go support these people we talk to. They right. buy shit from them, or they just give them a follow or whatever. And I, I that's something I do on Instagram is like after we have somebody on. <clears throat> I'll go look at their followers to see if we have some similar people that went over from ours to them. Mm. And it always happens. That's cool. Sometimes more than, than, than not, but always we have people that follow us that didn't follow them that yeah. move over. I think actually on your pod, I've watched, I've seen some of our followers have gone to follow your yep. podcast. Yeah. I've and had a few, I, what was it? The lady that does the artwork stuff. Yeah. She did that name. one right there. Yeah. I yeah. was actually looking at that. I Jess. 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 She's, yeah. Fucking, you should get her on your podcast. Yeah, I saw. I went into her website and I looked and like I loved her Halo, the Master Chief. Mm-hmm. She's, I was like, she actually cool. yeah. <laughs> just did a post about that painting today, did where you? she's gonna because she she gives away a lot of art because it's really not about money for her. And with that one, she's gonna sell it but donate some proceeds to some veteran organizations yeah. and stuff. And I love that. That's she's so cool. she's asking like people like what organizations, and so I reached out to her and told her a couple that that we think. I think that would be good, but no, she's awesome. Yeah. She's that's one of those people we've met through the podcast who's become a friend. Yeah, her and my wife hit it off like they're they're good friends. Actually, that's what uh, Erica and, and uh, Nicole are starting to do. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think Nicole followed my wife because my wife's not like a big Instagram social media person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely the high maintenance one of yeah. the two of us. The same. And uh, they got they started chit chatting a little bit last week, so I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk to. Uh, there's this like all ladies like 
clothing company, like tactical clothing company. Cause you know, like dudes, we can go find tactical clothing, like fucking anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't really care how it fits, but women are more particular, right? Cause their shape is a lot different. And there's this one company that is specifically, you know, all women's. And so I'm going to have Erica hop on and interview cool. that lady with me too. And it's cool. just kind of funny, like, you know, how it all like your wife gets involved in yeah. it too. Oh so. dude, my, my wife, she's involved in this behind the scenes. Like she runs our website and stuff like yeah. that. And it's so much fucking help, man. Yeah. Having someone that helps support. support I had me. Erica record a Mountain Primal uh, I, I uh, heard commercial. that. I actually heard that. Yeah, she of, was like, I want to shove a meat stick down his throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. but, but yeah, so um, yeah, we've had similar people and our podcasts are kind of similar. But we have, we have one of the same sponsors. But non primal, non primal, use our code, not Austin's. No, uh, yeah, yeah, use theirs. <laughs> I'll get you later. No, no but but like, there's no competition there. Like, and after talking to you in person a couple times and then just back and forth on through text or online, like, I can hang out with this dude. Like, and there's no competition there. Why not fucking help? Go each pick other up a bow. We'll go lose all the arrows together, man. Dude, I, we, 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 dude, honestly, if that. you want, we can go out. Uh, Tuesday night. You could try. You could try. Are if you they, want? Are they, aren't they pretty specific though in like size and shit? Like yeah, but it doesn't mean you it? can't shoot it. I yeah. mean, so like it is. It's very like you know user specific, right? You get um, brace height, which is more or less specific. Don't really know why, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've got your draw length, which is based off of like your actual upper body physique, and then the draw weight okay. are going to be kind of the more specific things. So then the draw length is going to be, you know, when you get it all the way extended out to where your anchor point is kind of up on your mm-hmm. cheek. And so like mine's like, I've got monkey arms, right? Mm-hmm. So mine's like 29 and a half inches. And then, um, when I first started shooting my bow, the draw weight was like 50 pounds. Cause I didn't like, there's back muscles that like, I didn't even know I had, mm-hmm. you know? So you build those up and then you get it pulled up to like, I think it's like just under 70 right now. Um, and then that's specific, but then really kind of where it gets a little, little crazy is obviously the type of bow that you get, like you can get, you know, your high end bows, which will be, you know, maybe a little bit faster, a lot quieter, more consistent, uh, maybe, maybe of more high quality materials. Um, then arrows get super expensive. Like you can go spend easily go spend $90 for, um, a half a dozen, mm. which is just nuts. Like I'm not anywhere near that yet. You know, my arrows are 45 bucks, just cheap from cheap from Cabela's that, you know, I'm not afraid to go lose. Mm. So, yeah. so yeah, you can get, you can get some crazy, you can get into it like really crazy. Like same thing with cars, mm-hmm. same thing with rifles. Like, I mean, you could easily go buy a Remington 700 bucks or a 700 for 500 bucks mm. and you could go buy, you know, and it'll shoot and it'll work great and you can yeah. beat the living fuck out of it. Same thing with a, with a bow. Yeah. So oh, we might, we might take you up on that one of these days. Cause I'd, I'd like to go shoot. That'd be fun. I'll, I'll go. I don't know. Maybe let's go get a credit card and let's walk into the bills. Like, you know what? Dude, I need a fucking bow. Like, I've <laughs> never had a credit me card. The best you got. No, I, I do. I do regret now not buying. And I'm being totally honest. I regret not buying a better bow from the beginning because you know you spend three or four hundred or like four hundred bucks to get it all set up, and it's like, hey, like I bought mine because I didn't know if I was gonna love it, you know. And now it's like, well, I'm fucking addicted. Mm. And if I want another bow, I got to go sell my, like my left nut because they're fucking that expensive. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes it's kind of worth jumping into it right out of the gate. So yeah, kind of depends on whether or not you feel like it's something you're going to do for a while. Yeah. That's, right. something, that's something I'd like to get. And I, like I said, after we go to tack and see all these people shooting bows, I'm going to, I just like, want to shoot there with a bow though. Oh, man. I, I, I know, but you bought mine. I'm not going to use it that next weekend. <laughs> Kevin just shows up. Yeah. I'm here to shoot. 
Actually, I, no, because literally, like, I, I can't be a pedestrian. I have to. If I go to something, <laughs> I'm like, I could be better than that motherfucker. Like, every time, because I play in, like, metal bands and stuff. Every time I go watch a show, yeah, like, I'm like, dude, oh. we're better than these guys. <laughs> like, we should just get the fuck up there right now and dude, go play. Yeah, so, when like, I, I'll get back on uh, Sunday or late Saturday if you want. You're welcome to come okay. over and dork around with it, see if you. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. And how, how many days are you going for up there? Uh, so I'm just shooting one day yeah. uh, on Thursday, but I'm driving up Wednesday around like one, and then I'll come back. My plan is to come back Sunday afternoon. So you spend the whole weekend out there. Yeah, yeah we're, when we go to Snowbird, we're just, it was going to be just one day, but that's a five-hour drive. Dude, not one way. It. Yeah. And we did that when we went to Salt Lake. We left here at, what, five in the morning? Drove to Salt Lake. And that's a horrible drive. Oh, dude. And we went past Salt Lake. We went to, to Ready Gunner, which was in Orem. Yep. We did that. We came back to Salt Lake to Black Rifle and then interviewed with Lucas. And then it's like, oh, dude, we got another five-hour drive all the way back home. We got home at what? 11 yeah. that night yeah we were good we were pretty efficient though we like, we did like okay yeah. we're in like one o'clock we're gonna fucking eat a snack at the gas station oh we <laughs> get the farts we, it sucks we like, had a plan and we, and we followed it and it was it went well but with this we were gonna do the same thing but then like i was saying we got to talking last, and then actually we have we're gonna have a new sponsor who's a local company here yeah and which i i had been talking with them and i'm like i you know we do have a lot of people that live here that mm-hmm. listen but we have people all over the world that listen and mostly all over this country and they can't use his service because they don't live here because sure. it's not an online business but we do have people live here and i'm sure people will go to his business so we've been talking back and forth and then i worked out kind of a deal with him for sponsorship I'm like nice. we're going to salt lake for attack event like you want to help us with that trip and he's like i'm in yeah let's go i'm like fuck yes and then we start talking about let's stay the night let's get a hotel because we i'm sure you're in the same boat with your podcast it's hard to just spend your money on this thing when you're not bringing much in yeah yeah and it's hard to validate that that to yourself and to your to your family and everything else so sponsorships help a ton where's the where's been like the most random place because like i know that the podcasting services will tell you where you're getting listens from where's like the most random place you guys navy boat right i think it was an it was off the coast of africa and okay, that's weird. We have people listening, which I haven't seen in a while. But for there was because like, they're underwater, maybe. But there was a stretch there There's where no that would pop up, aliens. and it's, <laughs> it, it's not not a country, not anything. It might be aliens. Maybe it's yeah. like pinging across like the Dude, Atlantic. It's like, oh, these guys are these guys are weirdly interesting. Let's study them. Yeah, yeah. but that is was this a, what the human race is? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're fucking Pass. losing. <laughs> we're, no, but uh, that was a weird one because was there was no landmass it was in the ocean that's kind of cool so i'm guessing it was a ship because we do have like a lot of military and veterans sure. that listen but then like other than that anywhere that's not in the u.s is crazy to me like australia yeah all over europe germany all over there and then a lot in canada which surprises me that's kind of cool i've yeah. had like one i've had a couple downloads in canada i have a, I have a friend in australia so shout out to kieran because that guy listens to like all of them and i need to get him on because australians are hilarious yeah they are <laughs> A or no, not that's Canadians. Uh, <laughs> a fucking whatever, mate, mate, and mint. That's what he says all the time. Yeah. And I had one like I think it was in like Bosnia. Really? Yeah. I was like, I don't. Know. Isn't that surreal? To yeah. Think like there's people out there you don't know. Yeah. Listening, and we've talked about this a lot. How? Because I'm a big podcast listener, and these podcasts I listen to, I feel like I know these people. So now there's people out there that listen to ours. They feel like they know us, and we don't know them. Yeah. Kind of weird. And that's not why we got into this because it's like, I don't want to be a celebrity, but I want to talk to cool fucking people. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, all over the world, it's, it's, 
cool, but it's also it kind is of weird. super weird because there's been stuff that like I talked about, like you know, on so like we were talking about talking to Greg right from Eberly Stock, and we talked about therapy a lot, right? And, like mental health. I was actually going to bring that up with you. By it's the way. super weird because like that's not something that like I've historically talked about. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like my wife and I've worked through a lot of shit because like I've you know I've got OCD, right? So like I I have like hard time with some stuff. And so it's been really interesting, like opening up to people about it. Cause like, you know, I'll talk to maybe like my immediate friends a little bit about it. But then as I start to talk to some of these people and like have those real conversations, it's like, fuck, it's super weird. Like putting that out there, Mm -hmm. you know, like being like real in this kind of sense that like, I'm usually really good at like kind of protecting, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's been kind of fun opening up and talking about stuff like that. Cause it's like. If somebody does see you, like, I know that we talked about it, you know, a couple months ago where you're like, I had somebody stop me. It's like, yeah. man, it's going to be weird if somebody ever does stop me because it's like they know more about me than like, <laughs> like I was ready to share, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's it's surreal. And what you were just talking about, because I actually wanted to bring up the mental health thing with you because I know you've, you've mentioned a couple times, like you're an advocate for mental health and therapy and stuff. And that's something on our podcast we've talked about a lot of times because Kevin has more issues than me. I have issues. I think everybody has mental yeah. health issues, whether they admit it or not. And I think guys being open, not just guys, guys, gals, everybody being open about it is the biggest help for anybody. Yeah. Cause then some, there's guys out there who think, Oh, I'm a badass. I don't need any fucking help. I'm I've no, that's not true. you that makes you fucking weak. I think Yeah. like if well, you have mental shit, talk to, and it doesn't have to be a therapist. Talk to your friend. Yeah. Talk to your family. Talk yeah. to, and Kevin's gotten, Really good about talking about it with well, me well, and on the podcast. Well, yeah, because everyone that says they don't need help, that was me for a long time. I would say 90% of people that say they don't need help are alcoholics. So they're really just, they're using something to put a bandaid on it. Yep. And I was a person because of my anxiety, like, well, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm also not going to talk to anybody about it. So I just stuffed everything down with no coping devices. Yep. Like even I was even off nicotine at that time. I then I got back on it again. And then now it's like, it's like now, okay, we do everything in moderation. Like I have a glass of wine two or three times a week, you know, at night, whatever. But that is probably the worst thing to do because I had to just, it all came out at once and uncontrollably, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And that's why you can't just, and that's because, you know, you meet a lot of guys who are other vets who seem well put together. And then they comment and say, man, you seem well put together considering what you were through, <laughs> went through. Like, yeah, but then you all don't admit to each other that that's They're only fucked up inside somewhere. That's, that's 60% of the time what you see. Yeah. The other time that's like the day they couldn't make it to hang out, it's because you was crippled and just fucking sitting in this house all day and couldn't mm-hmm. leave, right? Yep. Well, you know, like I said, I think everybody, I don't care who you are, has something going on in their head that they could use help with or talk to people about. Because, yeah. like myself, <clears throat> we've talked about this on here before. I didn't ever really think I had anything going on. Mm-hmm. I have pretty fucking bad anxiety. I was never aware of yeah. until I got around other people who battled with anxiety stuff. And like Kevin is one and he explained to me, he's like, dude, that's what's happening. You have anxiety right now. And I've become more aware of it, which I don't know. It might be a good or bad thing. Cause now I'm more aware of it. So when I get like a little anxiety attack, I'm like, Oh shit. I had before yeah. I didn't even, I was like, wow, that was weird. Yeah. Well, now it's know. like, I know what's happening and I don't fucking like what's happening. Yeah. I mean, before we fired this podcast up, Kevin had an anxiety attack today. And here he is. He's sitting here still doing it. Yeah. I didn't which, know if he was going to make it to the house, dude. dude I was really? like, oh, fuck. He, so he, he went dude, to I've Amity. totally been there. He went to drop yeah. off his son before, and I came over here to start setting up. And he calls me, 
And then I missed it because I always have my phone on silent. My wife gives me shit for that all the time. I always have it on vibrate just because I don't want other people to be bothered by my ringtone. I'm, uh, there's my own fucked up shit in my head. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so he calls me. I miss it. I call him back. Any answer? And he's like, what? "Hey, hey, man!" And he sounds like, like you can tell something's. Up. I'm like, "What's going?" on? He's like, "I just need to talk for a second. I just need to talk." And I'm like, "What's going on, dude?" I'm like, "How far are you?" Because he his where he dropped his kid off isn't very far from here. And he's like, "This is I'm I'm." And it took him a second. He sounded confused. And I'm like, "What the?" But within like a minute of us just talking, he he's started like, to come back around. Yeah. And I stayed yeah. on the phone with him till he got here. Yeah. And then he got here. He comes in when he first walked in. His pupils were dilated, and I was like, "Yep." And then within a few minutes of us just talking, pupils went back to normal. Yeah, I think he might have made his coffee a little strong this morning, <laughs> dude. But I've yeah. I've one hundred percent been there. So the guy that I was telling you about that was my coach that like I hated at first. He has been basically he's you for me, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was a period in my life, right, when you know Eric and I had first started kind of dating and going through a lot of stuff. Like I had historically like never been a good relationship person, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just, my, my anxieties, there were so many of them. I just, it was one of those things that was much easier to kind of run away from and, and maybe not deal with if I didn't have to. And she, Erica was like the first, like really was like the person that was like, fucking I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Let's figure it out. Everything is good, you know? And so we went through just a lot of shit, right? And like, I, I could talk about all of like the things that I've learned, but one of them was being able to sit down and be like, have somebody like you where it was like, dude, I just fucking, I need to talk. Like I need to yell at somebody that isn't mm -hmm. her. Right. And you know, because like in our relationship, very few things, very few things were ever like wrong. It just was like my anxieties didn't know mm -hmm. how to handle it. Like I couldn't look at it objectively. And one of the things that like I've learned over the years and I've talked to a couple people about is like being able to sit with it, like, like recognize the fact that it's like, you know, you, you said, Hey, I don't know. Like I feel this anxiety, but like whew, weird, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool because that's a tool that you have that you can sit with it for a second and then recognize it and be like, Oh, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. I didn't have something like that where I could like sit at it and look at it objectively. Like to me, I had to fight it. I had this big black monster in my head that was like, I was constantly fighting. But now when I have those little anxiety attacks, it's like, you sit at it and you're like, huh? Well, that's interesting. Let me explore like why I'm feeling this way. Hmm. This makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Fuck this. Okay. I feel better now, mm -hmm. you know, or like my wife, I'll text her and it hasn't been in a while, but like I'd be at work and I'd be sitting there at my desk and I'd like freeze up. Like I'd have a moment where it was like, I can't think like this is the only thing I can focus on. And like, I'm shaking. Like I right. literally cannot do anything but this thing. And I'll just text her and be like, Hey, nobody did anything. Nothing's wrong. Right. But like, this is like, mm -hmm. you know how people say like, hello, darkness, my old friend or mm -hmm. whatever. It's exactly that where you're like, oh, it's back again. Send her text. Hey, love you. This is what's going on. Everything's fine. But I'm feeling like a piece of shit right now. And mm -hmm. then it goes away. It's the weirdest thing. It's the just being open about it, I think. Super weird. Because I've, I've had the same shit because it'll pop up and <clears throat> either I'll talk with Kevin or I'll talk with my wife. And my wife has her own anxiety stuff and she's very well versed in it, too. And she's helped me out a lot, too. And I think just being able to talk and don't be a fucking tough guy. Like yeah. that's well, not going to help anybody, especially no. you. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting because like, I feel like in the outdoor industry, it's very easy to be a tough guy and kind of fend it off. And like, I've gone through either counseling or therapy for 15 years, I think now, mm -hmm. something like that. And up until the mat, the past three years, I think is really when it started to take a, a, a different change because you have to, if you're going to stop being a tough guy, right. And kind of recognize, Hey, I, I need some help. I want to be a little bit more free. Cause a lot of the stuff, like 
I've, ex- I've described it once as being captive to the way you think. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you get caught up in anxieties and stuff, you feel very siloed in and you can't quite get out of a specific train of thought. And, um, you know, it took a while to find the right type of person to, to help you break out of that. Right. So the guy that I have seen consistently for a while now, you know, he gave me actionable things, right. Where it was like, Hey, okay, we're going to talk about this thing today. Um, you know, here's what I would like you to go think about. So the next time this feeling pops up, don't react right away, right? Think about it in this type of way, have this type of conversation and then come back tomorrow and let me know. And, you know, it took a lot of time to get that right because, you know, I'd seen a lot of, or I've seen a couple different people throughout and it's like, I never got what I needed to, mm-hmm. to progress. And uh, so it takes a while to get it right. And it's never fun. Like I, when we talked to Greg, when I talked to Greg, he was like, dude, I fucking hated it. You know, it's like, it's never fun to sit down and talk about why you think you're broken mm-hmm. or, or why you're having a hard time or why you feel the way that you do, because it never makes sense mm-hmm. out of the gate. And so it was, uh, it was super interesting to start putting together tools because over time I started to figure out like, okay, here are my triggers, right? Not to sound like a snowflake, but like, with my anxieties, there are things that like I know and my wife know that will cause me to kind of lock up that if we can either uh, uh, approach it proactively or have um, more intelligent conversations after the fact, Mm -hmm. then it's never an issue. Right. But it took years of like, I mean, like I've got like six notebooks full probably of just like brain dumping things mm-hmm. of, of time of just like, this yeah. is why I'm mad today. Here's the, the sketch of shit that I've got, you know, and it's just, it's super weird how people's minds work and it's very relieving to make it through all of that because even though now like, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm a sensitive human being, but it's like, well, I feel stronger and mm-hmm. a little bit more capable to go approach people and things because I've gone through the stupid shit that I have, you know? Well, and it helps to yeah. see other so-called tough guys and badass guys who openly admit they have the same fucking problems and it makes you feel like, okay, I'm not that fucked up. Because, no. like, somebody who sees, say, Kevin just from the outside, he's in good physical shape, he's got tattoos, he's, like, this cool-looking dude. And a beard. He's, he's I'm told him to grow it back out because he's been told a few times that he should be Matt Best stunt double and oh, we're yeah. about to go hang out with a bunch of those guys. <laughs> no, but, like, somebody sees him or anybody, a lot of these guys we've talked to on our podcasts, they look like they have it all together. Everybody has fucking issues. And those guys who are these tough guys fucking admit it. And then, I mean, even myself, I'm like a big, strong guy. I'll admit, like, I've got fucking some problems sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, the, the idea of masculinity is so flawed because of at a very young age, you know, you can teach a small kid how to speak three different languages and it works pretty well. And with little effort. That's so you got to put effort into it, just like anything. So those same kids are watching movies of guys who are just like fucking Arnold and fucking diehard and shit, you know. And then now they their reality is based on the reality. The, the reality and their perception of masculinity is based on that. And it's very false. It's not real. Yeah. You know. So now, when they become grown men, they have this hard duality in their brain of what to do and how to be. Right. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to be? I don't understand. I thought this was one way. I thought I was supposed to be shut off. But when I'm shut off, people don't want to be around me. People don't, I can't keep a girlfriend. What the fuck? My life sucks. It's because this, it's because the idea of masculinity that you were taught at a young age is incorrect. And it's fucking everything mm-hmm. around your life up, yep. you know? Um, and women do it too, but not for different reasons, you know? Um, so it's how do we connect back with 
the the nature of things, right? The nat- the natural order of emotions. And honestly, it's by getting away from all that shit. It's yeah. getting away from mm-hmm. like just movies. We all do it, but we got to get away from all that and just, or at least be able to, if we can't get away from the movies, then we have to get around parents who are emotionally intelligent enough to know how to act around the kids to show them. You know what I mean? Like it's, hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel for somebody. It's okay mm-hmm. to It's okay be, to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable enough to if somebody slips in the mall or something and falls over, it's okay to be vulnerable enough to just walk over there and help them. It's not awkward. Yeah. People feel so awkward by helping somebody in public for some reason. You know, like the day I had to fucking do chest compressions on this dude downtown. He got fucking one punch, almost homicided. <laughs> and then everyone just like froze or just kept on eating because they know how to act. Yeah. They don't know what to do. You know, and then one lady came and helped her. Two ladies were together and, one of them was about to like start pumping his legs, and they were just blowing him out of his back. I said, "Like, ah, put his legs back down. Like he's bleeding out of his head and shit." Yeah, and he wasn't fucking breathing, dude. He was he was donezo. And uh, and then I think and then another girl there was just like, "I can't believe how many people just don't react or respond or didn't help." It's like well, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've seen this shit, you know. Like I get it, and so I know how to. Ju- I just I actually the first thing I didn't I do the first thing I was supposed to do is pick up my phone and call nine one one. That was the second thing I did. Yeah, because I called nine one one, looked at my time, so that had my time right there, right. The first thing I did was like reach for the guy who punched him and like almost try to make it about me. Like, hey, fuck you, dude. You're a piece <laughs> of shit. And then he just like ran off or yeah. like walked off. And you're like, and this so, isn't the problem. Like, right this, now. what am I doing? That lasted for like five seconds. And so then you, then and you helped. helped. Yeah. But I think that was just for my training. It wasn't really maybe about myself. I think it was because you're trained to eliminate the threat first. Yep. Eliminate the threat, then first aid. Yep. I don't know if he's still going to pursue this guy. And to me, my senses are weird. I'm probably triggered a little bit, right? So immediately I'm like, okay. Eliminate the threat first. Maybe try to assault this guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then you realize. But it was really cool how fast I kind of pulled that together. I was like, "Hey, fuck that!" Well, then you know, you're gonna have, gone. you're gonna have two guys that need medical attention, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you don't want that. But that's the thing is like, <clears throat> I feel like I, people could talk all the day they want. But if I was like right now, I was gonna go get in a fight and I one punch KO'd somebody. I'm gonna be like, God, fuck, dude! I didn't want to fight you, but you did this. I'm gonna walk over there and help the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Must be like, oh fuck that guy, and then walk off. You're not tough. Guess what? You're going to prison, motherfucker. Right. Like, and that's that we've talked about endlessly on here, the like definition of masculinity, and it's like, yes, there is parts of it that are masculinity is being big, strong, yeah, tough. macho, yes, but vulnerability to me that's masculine. That's yeah. masculine as fuck, and being able to like openly talk. Well, it's because that shit's hard. Oh, right, Hell like yeah. hard, like Hell like yeah. getting getting jacked and stuff <laughs> is 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 hard. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, right? Like that's but that's a lot of discipline. Right, I don't think anything's as hard as what's up yeah, here. What's but, in your but head. like to be but to be like introspective about mm-hmm. like why you are the way you are, why you think the way that you do, right? Like like to me that is that takes more than just discipline, yeah. right? That takes like courage, uh-huh. that takes like humility, yep. and that takes like being scared. Because like going to the gym, you'll be scared for a while, right? So you get in your routine, you start to feel comfortable, right? And then you kind of figure out how things go, right? Like we've all been that guy going to the gym for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start to explore your mind, you're doing that fucking consistently mm-hmm. for a long time and it never makes sense. Well, that's not true. It doesn't make sense for a long period of time until you get to a point where like, A, you can communicate it and then like, I feel like it's important to have a partner that you can communicate to and they can communicate back to you. Even if that's just a friend. And, yeah. Yeah. And the best way to communicate, again, I'm going to fucking keep on ringing this bell on this podcast today, is the practice of the student level. Yeah. Because 100%. so many people that are like great at jujitsu or archers or long range guys 
We're like, man, you just got to go out there and be humble. It's humbling. No, it's not because you're already fucking good. Like, you can always get better. <laughs> yeah. But I want to hear someone talk to me who's going through it. Yep. Like, hey, I'm three months in. I am a vulnerable, I'm a humble student right now because that's the person you listen to because they're learning it. They yeah. can teach you better, right? The guy who's a master has his own little quirks that only work for him because he's figured himself out. Yep. Yeah. He can't really teach you how to be how to learn in the process. The person who's just slightly ahead of you can. Mm-hmm. And because um, they're still going through it. it yeah. That's why the military does that. The mm-hmm. E five has the the four dudes under him because he's still learning how to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he can apply that to his dudes, right? Um and so yeah, that's Whoa, I just like chopped all my words up. Um, <laughs> he, Kevin just had he, a small stroke. He's, I just, like, said, like, he's like, I like, believe this. God. So, yeah, like, unfortunately, we, have, we have to end this because I have to get to the hills. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might need to do a part two. All right. We'll have you come back because we were just starting to heat up. And I, like I said, I got to drive up north. I'm a chatterbox. Dude, so am I. So am I. <laughs> and Kevin can be at times. We're getting there. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll, bring, we'll bring you your, uh, your box of wine. Yeah, dude, thanks. It's, I like to fit vines all the sugar. <laughs> but we, no, for real, let's do a part two of this. Yeah. We'll, we'll schedule it now. We'll, when we get done, we'll figure something out because we need we need to have you back on and finish this conversation, I think. Yeah, and I'm strapped for time, God damn it. So dang. tell everybody now, I guess, where they can find everything you are doing. Everything that I'm doing. So I'm a, I'm a website and an Instagram guy. So a website, I just bought it. I'm super excited. It's vanguardstories.com. And there you can find the blog, which we started. I started working on recently, hoping to get some people added onto that to add some fun stories. Uh, merch will be there too. And then on Instagram, it's the Vanguard Project, and then it's the period Vanguard period project. And it's kind of lame because that one was already taken. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Vanguard Project and VanguardStories.com. And I do my best to keep up on all messages as, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go check out Austin's podcast. We were guests at one point. That's pretty much the same thing on his podcast, but whatever. <laughs> when we were different on. topic, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. But he's had some really cool guests, so go check out his podcast. Go check out his Instagram, his website, which mm-hmm. I did check out. Your website looks good. Thanks. Yeah. I, I heard you say you started it up, and it does look really good. Um, I spent way more time on that than I should have, dude. You get, sometimes you got to spend time on shit. I know. You know. Well, I was like, it's not right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I think that's that could be a good quality and a bad quality, but being perfectionist a little bit. I'm, oh, I'm that way with a lot of things too. But yeah. And then, uh, we share a sponsor in mountain primal. So go tell them we both sent you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go harass Roger. And yeah. Roger and, and all them tell them that Austin, Jake and Kevin get some steaks and their fuel stick. Those things dude, are the, the fuel best sticks thing. Are the best. Oh my God. Dude, I actually had chorizo for the first, their chorizo for the first time. Fucking perfect. Dude, we just, really? Oh my God. We just got some, uh, bison ground bison from them. Yeah. I haven't had it yet, but I'm super excited for it. Cause I, I like bison. Yeah. I've never had bison. It's, I've actually never had elk either. Now that I think, I don't, don't think I've ever had elk. They're just way like super lean, but they're, they're, it's good. I've had bison and elk. They're both really good, but, but yeah, so go to, go to mountain primals Instagram and tell them that you heard us talk. All three of us talk about them. That'll help us all out. I think it would. And I don't know. Roger's probably listening to this. I think he listens. So what's up, Roger? I love Roger. Me too. Still waiting for him to send us our stickers. Roger. Stickers? Are you You're getting stickers? I told him I wanted stickers. <laughs> I gotta put, I gotta put them on my my, I, uh, my bed rack. Dude. I ordered a hat because this hat, like I, I go through hat like freaking dirty socks. So yeah, I'm the same. It was, actually, I want a hat, but they have a hat with that logo Kevin's wearing. Yeah, it's not on their website. Oh really? Yeah, 
God damn it's it's out there in the I got the, the white trucker hat. That's the one I was going to order. Yeah, yeah, but that thing's going to get disgusting fast. Uh, yeah. yeah, my hats. I'm, and I wear hat literally 99% of the time. I know. So Like as soon as I leave the office, it's like... I, I burn uh, through them. But yep. yeah. So yeah, go check out Mountain Primal. That's both of our sponsors. Everly Stock is one of Austin's sponsors. Yeah. Tell them Austin sent you. They're in the valley. They go are. pick up some... Hunting season's like right here, dude. Hey, it starts you, in like two months. Yeah, I know. And I, our, I would totally buy a, a pack if I could afford that. Or packs <laughs> as much as a vehicle. So Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. so funny. And they put like 1,000 pounds on it or something. Yeah. And our new sponsor I mentioned earlier, I will, we'll start talking about next month, but the one that's helping us do our trip. Cool. Nice. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. We will do a part two. Party on. Thanks, guys. Right. Well, thank you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>